Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 7th of February, 2022. In InfoSec news this week, the Russian authorities are claiming to have arrested a third cybercrime group following previous high-profile detentions. The six individuals were detained in different regions of the country and have special knowledge in the field of international payment systems, according to a source from the state-run TASS news agency. These individuals are suspected of committing vaguely worded technology and online-related crimes. However, the report claims that the Ministry of Internal Affairs is asking Moscow's Tversky court to detain the six under Part 2 of Article 187 of the Criminal Code of the Russian Federation. This relates to making counterfeit cards and other payment documents by an organised crime group. That makes it very likely they are involved in payment fraud or other parts of the cybercrime supply chain, like carding forums. According to the report, the detained are Denis Pekevsky, General Director of the Saratov Film Film Company, entrepreneur Alexander Kovalev, a Transtechcom employee, Artem Burstik, a GetNet employee, Artem Zaistev, and two people described as unemployed, Vladislav Gilev and Yaroslav Solovyov. This news follows two major cybercrime busts since the beginning of the year in a country known for turning a blind eye to law enforcement in this particular area. The first involved 14 alleged members of the Reval Group, or at least its affiliates. The second, just over a week later, was four suspected members of the infamous Infraud Group, including its alleged founder, Andrei Novak. During its seven-year reign, the latter group reportedly made as much as $568 million by running a popular marketplace for carders. Although there are no signs Russia is planning to extradite any of these individuals if they are found guilty, the Reval raid in particular appears to have been conducted with intelligence and cooperation from US law enforcement, which is a rarity. However, some commentators have suggested that these arrests are more of a propaganda stunt by the Russian state, and that its basic strategy remains the same, allowing cybercrime to flourish in the country as long as it's directed at foreign victims. Continuing in the same topic, the numerous law enforcement operations leading to the arrests and takedown of ransomware operations over 2021 have forced threat actors to narrow their targeting scope and maximise the efficiency of their operations. Most of the notorious ransomware-as-a-service, or RAS gangs, continue their operations even after the law enforcement authorities have arrested key members but have refined their tactics for maximum impact. According to an analysis published recently by Coveware, which looks at ransom negotiation data from Q4 of 2021, ransomware groups now demand higher ransom payments instead of increasing the volume of their attacks. In numbers, the average ransom payment in Q4 2021 reached $322,000, which is 130% higher compared to the previous quarter. The median ransom payment was around $117,000, up 63% compared to Q3. Because disrupting the operation of large firms provokes investigations and creates political tensions on the international level, crooks are now striving for a delicate balance, targeting large enough firms to receive hefty ransom payments but not that big or critical that it would cause a geopolitical issue. When looking at company size in terms of employee count, entities with over 50,000 employees experienced fewer incidents as threat actors chose to focus more on mid-sized organisations. In Q4 2021, the most frequently encountered variant was Conti, accounting for 19.4% of all detections, with Lockbit 2.0 coming in second at 163 and Hive third at 9.2%. 
Considering that all of these top three ransomware operations engage in double extortion tactics, it's no surprise that 84% of all attacks in quarter 4 2021 involved stolen data as well. This percentage would reportedly be even higher if it relied only upon the actor's intentions, as in some cases, the attacks are detected and stopped by defence systems prematurely. Another notable change in the tactics concerns the initial compromise vector. RDP access, which used to be a widely bartered item on dark web markets, is steadily dropping as ransomware actors turn to exploiting vulnerabilities. The most exploited flaws for network entry in 2021 quarter 4 being CVE 2021-34473, CVE 2021-26855 and CVE 2018-13379 regarding Microsoft Exchange and Fortinet firewall appliances. A detailed examination of a pay-per-install or PPI malware service called Private Loader has revealed its crucial role in the delivery of a variety of malware such as Smoke Loader, Redline Stealer, Vidar, Raccoon and GCleaner since at least back in May 2021. Loaders are malicious programs used for loading additional executables onto the infected machine as a secondary payload. With PPI malware services such as Private Loader, malware operators pay the service owners to get their payloads installed based on the targets provided. The accessibility of this business model and the moderate costs allow malware operators to leverage these services as another weapon for rapid, bulk and geo-targeted malware infections. According to a new report published by Intel 471, Private Loader, written in the C++ programming language, is designed to retrieve URLs for the malicious payloads to be deployed on an infected host, with the distribution primarily relying on a network of bait websites which have been rigged to appear prominently in search results via search engine optimization or SEO poisoning methods, targeting users looking for pirated software. The administrative panel used by the PPI service offers a wealth of different functions, including adding new users, configuring a link to the payload to be installed, modifying geolocation targeting based on the campaign, and even encrypting the load file. Other common payload families pushed by Private Loader include a mix of remote access trojans, banking malware, and ransomware variants, such as Danabot, Formbook, Cryptbot, Remcos, Nanocore, Trickbot, Kronos, Drydex, Bitrat, Agent Tesla and Lockbit. PPI services have been a pillar of the cybercrime industry for decades, according to the report. Just like the wider population, criminals are going to flock to software that provides them a wide array of options to easily achieve their goals. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us regarding any of the items outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.